The Big Baby Bets Podcast is the premier audio resource for NFL handicapping, stats, and team analysis. They are who we thought they were. And now, your feature presentation. Welcome to week three of the Big Baby Bets Podcast. After 10 plus years of gambling on the NFL, I'm giving away my picks right here on the Big Baby Bets podcast, free of charge. Last show, we started off a little grim due to an awful showing in week one. Week two had us feeling a little better. Matter of fact, I'm feeling, I'm feeling more than a little better. I'm feeling like an under-hitting, right-side-picking, handicapping, gambling champion. Woo! I am the wager boy, Pick Flair, aka Big Baby Sweets. I got myself back on track last week, going four and one on my weekly free picks. Unfortunately, after laying an embarrassing one and four in week one, this only gets me back to even for the season, but hey, I'll take it. Meanwhile, my co-host went three and two in week two, which brings him up to 50% on the year as well. After losing our season opening best bet on Atlanta at week one, we fired back with a best bet on Atlanta in week two. That came through for us. I gotta tell you, as far as best bets are concerned, you can't get any better than a sleep number mattress. My sleep number last night, 67. And with sleep number IQ, I've got an app that tells me how I slept and even gives me tips for improving my sleep quality. We are living in the future, people. How are you supposed to have any confidence in your teasers and parlays if you can't get a good night's sleep? Please, check out a Sleep Number store or visit sleepnumber.com and get the best night's sleep you've had in years. Okay, you've waited long enough. It's time for the main attraction. Introducing my tag team partner, the excellence of execution, Bat the Pickman Hart. How you doing, Mike B? Doing great. Feeling good. First things first, on this show, we don't beat around the bush. The first thing we do is talk about where we went wrong in the prior week. I'll go first. Fine. The Jaguars might not be overrated. They might, they might actually be good. I'm not sold on them yet. But after two straight weeks of shutting me up, I've got no more right to talk smack. At least until they turn into the Jags that I've portrayed them to be. What the truth? You can't handle the truth. As for might be, you took the Giants over my Cowboys to win. And you said Eli would put up 28 points. Demarcus Lawrence and that Dallas defense ate Eli's food on Sunday night. You gonna eat your cornbread. Now that we've gotten that unpleasant business behind us, we can talk about what went right in week two. And it was a lot. I said jump on the Minnesota line at plus one on the chance that Rodgers doesn't play. And by kickoff, that line moved all the way to Minnesota minus two and a half. They tie the Packers and thus they cover at plus one. They would have lost at minus two and a half. So if you jumped on it at the plus one, great job. Ta-da! I also said that the Chiefs were better than the Steelers, and it was insane that I was going to get the better team and points. I think, I think I'm falling in love with Pat Mahomes. Um, 
He's the new Russell Wilson, but he has weapons. He has weapons everywhere. New Russell is a superstar, and with superstars like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey around him, his ceiling's just as high as anyone's. I I haven't been this smitten about a quarterback in a very long time. Finish him. He's amazing. This guy, New Russell, he is amazing. Ten touchdowns over the first two weeks. New Russell is the new world order. I absolutely cannot wait for our Week 16 podcast when Mahomes and Wilson square off on the field. That's going to be something to see. I already know what side both of us are going to be on. New Russell for life. Let's go. Jumping right into the thick of things for Week 3, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens minus 5 at home. They are coming off a tough loss down in Cincy on Thursday night, so they have a little extra time to prepare. Denver is coming off back-to-back battles, winning both of them by one possession at home. An interesting stat about the Denver Broncos. In weeks 1 and 2, for the past 10 years now, at home during weeks 1 and 2, the Broncos are 14-1 and straight up. I think that has a lot to do with the altitude in Denver. I think teams are coming out of preseason. They're not quite in game shape. And where is that going to have a big impact? Places like Denver, where you're sucking air in the second half. Or places like Jacksonville, where it's nearly 100 degrees. I think that Denver snuck out of both of their games by the skin of their teeth. And to be 100% honest, I think they go down to Baltimore and I think they get smacked. Harukin! I think they've played back-to-back brawls, whereas Baltimore had very little competition in Week 1 facing Buffalo. And though they did lose to Cincy last week, they played it on Thursday night, so that gives them a couple extra days to prepare. I like Baltimore to bounce back in a big way. I'll eat the five points. No, I almost did, but I didn't. I didn't have the heart to do it, simply because I agree that they are first two weeks of the season, they always seem to be 2-0. Even last year, I think they were three and zero, and they finished seven and nine. So, I agree with your assessment on Denver. My first pick is going to be stubbornly again the Seahawks minus one and a half against your Dallas Cowboys. There's no good reason to pick Seattle here, other than their first two games were on the road. They seem to be a better team at home since Russell Wilson's been there. I just think that they're due. I picked them to go 11 and 5, so this is just stubbornness. No other reason to pick them other than I, I don't want to admit I'm wrong yet. I guess well, that's I fair. Uh, that that offensive line's a problem. Yeah, not in a good way. No, no, not in a good way at all. They are atrocious. Yeah, and I feel like Dallas is a terrible matchup for them too. There's absolutely no reason to take Seattle in this game whatsoever. No, I kind of agree. I'm not going to take the Cowboys. Um, like I said, I, I, as a Cowboys fan, I, I try to stay away from them if I can, uh, unless I have a real good feel for the game. I'm not taking the sense, or Seattle typically has our number. Russell beats us, it seems like, every time we play them. However, they've never had offensive line struggles like this. They've probably, I think it's the worst in the league. What do you think? Maybe the Giants? I think the Cardinals are the worst offensive line in the league. It's just nobody expected much out of the Cardinals, so nobody is watching it and thinking, oh, their quarterback's getting up. They don't have a Super Bowl winning quarterback who looks like a backup, you know. That's fair. So they just have Sam Bradford who looks like a backup because he's a backup. Soon to be, I bet. 
Next, I'll take the Chargers getting a touchdown against the Rams. The Rams have looked like world beaters so far. Yes. But who'd they beat? Granted, it's only two weeks into the season, but they've played the Raiders and the Cardinals. You gotta do a little more than beat up on a couple of teams with rookie head coaches and glaring roster holes to impress me. This might be a home game for the Rams, but that doesn't really make it much of an away game for the Chargers. I think that the Super Chargers have Super Bowl hopes this year, and beating the brakes off the Bills might just give them a little boost in confidence to to give the Rams a real fight. Now, the saving grace for the Rams might be that Joey Bosa is likely still going to be sidelined with that foot injury. This guy is a difference maker, but even without him, I think this is going to be a one-score game, so I'll take the Chargers and the touchdown. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Rams look phenomenal right now. I just, I don't think they've played any real competition. And and I will say, I do agree. I sincerely believe that the Chargers are cursed. They just can't seem that, they always seem to fall short in some way or another. They should have been one of the best teams in the league last year, but they missed game-winning field goals for the first five weeks of the year or so. They have been on pretty much everyone that I respect. They're number one on their power rankings. I just, I got to see them play some competition. I think they've played a couple bottom dwellers with rookie head coaches. They beat the brakes off the Chargers. Then I got to, I got to prepare to say that the Rams are for real. They won. They won the game, hands down. No, no questions asked. I don't have right now until, like I said, until they play like I portrayed them to. They look for real. He threw a, a real nice pass to Keenan Cole, and that was a phenomenal catch he had. Let's. Uh, what's your second pick this week? Again, for no other reason than 
The Giants look bad, dude. Saquon looks good. We all know what Odell is, but the Giants as a team, that offensive line is awful. And Eli, man, I know you love him, but Eli's lost it. He's not good anymore. He's he's outright bad, and I expect it to continue for the rest of the year. I'm an Eli fan, weird as it is to say. As a Cowboys fan, I respect the hell out of the guy. Uh, it's over for him. He's lost it, and the Giants need to move on. And he's got to be happy that Sam Darnold comes into the league to take over goofiest-looking quarterback in the NFL. That is a fact. SpongeBob Squarehead is what I've been referring to him as. SpongeBob Squarehead? Until I can find out what's something with an octagon. He is the squarest, weirdest-looking head I've ever seen. Well, I started him in fantasy, so a couple interceptions. He gets no love in my life. <laughs> That's fair. My third pick of the week is the Colts getting six and a half points at Philadelphia with the return of Carson Wentz likely. Look, I know how good Wentz is. I think he's great. And I know the crowd is going to be rowdy to start this game. I just think, I think Andy Luck and Frank Reich are going to be able to handle it. I think that luck is back, and I think that this this Colts team has kind of a rejuvenated feel to it. They're a young team with a winner under center and a head coach who just left Philadelphia, and he knows their offense better than most. Philadelphia doesn't look nearly as good as they did last year, and I know Wentz is coming back, but is he going to be rusty? I don't know. I'm going to take Andy Luck and the 6.5 against the triumphant return of Carson Wentz. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I stayed away from that game. I did think the line was low. Even in Arizona, I think that line should be seven and a half. Yeah, How, the have been pretty good they have. They have. Well, that is, you know, that, I'm going with that. You know, I'm trying to change my mindset on what that team was earlier this season. It was before they got to Will Mack, who was making a big difference for them. Huge difference. That guy is coming ready to fall. He's earning every penny that they paid him right now. And the Raiders Raiders fans, I can tell you, are not happy about it. But the way the Raiders are playing, they're going to get some good picks of their own, and they're going to get extra first-round picks. 
We'll see who wins that trade in two years, but right now the Bears are, are winning that trade handily. Yeah, I stayed away um, based based on the fact that I think Arizona's defense is going to step up. Um, their coach is not looking good right now, but he was the D coordinator in Carolina, and they always had a good defense under him, so I think the defense is going to straighten up a bit. You're probably right. I like that side. I didn't take that in my top five, but I do like that side. My fourth pick this week is the Washington Redskins at home against the Green Bay Packers. I love home dogs against teams that I feel are being a little bit overvalued like the Packers. Look, I wasn't impressed with Washington last week, but they did look good in week one. They get a tired Green Bay Packers team at home and get points. Green Bay fought a war against Chicago in week one and then tied Minnesota in Week 2, having to play an extra quarter of football. I think the Redskins hold some value at this spot. Here's another stat for you to chew on. NFL away teams coming off a tie, 0-13 straight up. That stat, plus points, plus being at home. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Washington this week. It's a little scary betting against Aaron Rodgers on a, on a Washington team that you, you know isn't that good, but I, I just like yeah. the value of the pick here. Yeah, you don't want to bet against the number 12 all-time great. Speaking of, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions against the number 12 all-time great. I like the Lions to cover the six and a half points that they're getting at home. I like a, I like a Sunday night uh, home dog. You know, I wouldn't touch that game with a 10-foot pole. Um, I don't bet against Tom unless there's something really egregious going on. And I don't like that line at 6.5. I think it moves to 7 by game time. And 7 is obviously a key number. It's way better. Even at 7, I'm not taking Detroit. Uh, Tom coming off a loss. Probably going to light it up. but I didn't touch that game either way because I kind of agree with you. The Patriots don't look great. And based on my power rankings, just based on the Pythagorean theorem, not based on home field advantage, injuries, anything like that, but just strictly the math formula, they're not a, they're they're an average team. So that makes me a little little weary of them. I'm staying away from them, but I wouldn't take Detroit because I'm not betting against Tom coming off a loss pretty much ever. Sounds about accurate. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'd like to see Detroit just beat them, but it probably won't happen. But 
I think Detroit will cover. They'll lose, they'll lose in a close one. My last pick of week three. New Russell giving up six and a half points to the Niners. I said it earlier, but it bears repeating. I love this kid. I love this Chiefs team. I love Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And I think Hunt is good. And if Mahomes can keep this up, my God, does he look special. 10 touchdowns in two games. And let me remind you, that's against the Chargers and the Steelers. Two of the favorites to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. It's still super early and anything can happen with this guy. But from what I've seen and being under Andy Reid, I I think the Chiefs just unleashed a superstar. The world might be taking notice of this Chiefs team, but I still think that they have the 49ers a little bit overvalued. The Niners kept the score respectable in week one against the Vikings, but in reality, Minnesota had control the whole game. And in week two, the 49ers only beat the Lions by a field goal, and I don't think the Lions are very good. My only concern with Kansas City is the defense. They rank second to last in yards per play given up. Averaging over 500 yards given up through the first two games. That cannot continue as high as I am on this offense. This defense has to improve for this team to continue winning. I think they will. I'm sold on Mahomes. Not so much on Jimmy G just yet. I like the Chiefs to continue this winning streak and beat the 49ers by at least a touchdown. Let's go Superchargers. I need this. Bring me to 2-2 two and two against you, against the spread. We're 1-1 one and one on our best bets for the year. We'll see what happens. That's it for week three of the Big Baby Bets podcast. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Big Baby Bets. If any brave souls ever want to come on the show, put your five picks up against our five picks. Email address is info at bigbabybets.com. Shoot us a line. We'll hook it up. Tune in next week when Mike B and I dissect week three and give our take on the week four matchups. Cheers to new Russell and another four in one week. Woo! Yo, son, I play something I please. And then I step out on the field. Look out in the stands. I see my niggas from the field. I keep my eye on a QB. Grilling them. Thinking about killing them. Simply for the fact that we ain't feeling